sa Alabao. It's the What's It All About show with your host, Al Roberts. Let's get ready to rumble! How is everyone doing? Uh, welcome to episode 24 of the What's It All About MMA show with me, Al Roberts. I uh, hope you're all keeping well. Hope you're all like, a good week. Um, fuck, like, where to even start with this weekend? This this whole episode's pretty much just going to be about this weekend's UFC. I've got a few side, side topics that are going to get brought up, um, which we'll get to as we go along. Uh, yeah, uh, I just want to start today by saying... Um, just a big shout out to Timmy's Bar and Kitchen as always, but this week it's a bit different. I just want to say, like, just a massive well done because basically they've um, they've took a load of donations this last week and they are going to be feeding um, basically unprivileged children and kids who are who aren't getting school meals and that over the over the half term. Timmy's a Timmy's are sorting that out. Uh, they've took donations. It's it's absolutely amazing what they're doing. Uh, look, go to the Facebook page, Instagram, etc. Have a look, see if you can donate any anything, anything at all. Honestly, like even a couple of pounds helps feed helps feed these kids. So yeah, um, give whatever you can, honestly. But it's just um, it's one of those where it's just a real it's just a real privilege to be involved with a with a business that does that. And as such a high moral code, like it's amazing what you're doing. So massive shout out to Timmy's Bar and Kitchen. It's great. But uh, yeah, uh, moving on though, let's let's just head, let's just be ahead into this conversation that we're gonna have today. Um, yeah, UFC two fifty four. Card starts. Some absolutely. Um, just some emotional scenes at the end of the night. Um, we're going to start from the top and go down. Uh, Khabib versus Gaethje was unreal for a two-round fight. Khabib just showing why he is. I think anyone, I think anyone who doesn't think Khabib's the best in the world needs to seriously wake the fuck up. Um, the guy is just untouchable. He's unbeatable. He's like I said this week, he's he's probably the greatest of all time, and I'll I'll say that now. I'll start by saying I thought Gaethje. This had upset written all over it. This had Gaethje taking this fight written all over it, and I completely bought into that theory, and I backed it up. I really did. Um, watching the fight, you know what? I thought Gaethje looked good in the first round. He was landing good leg kicks. He was landing some good shots on Khabib. But Khabib just does not take a step back. He just walked Gaethje down the entire fight, took the shots, took the leg kicks. 
had him really badly tangled up at the end of that first round. But in the second round, Jesus Christ, like, no one, I don't think anyone's seen that coming of Khabib just diving into Mount and just diving onto that triangle the way he did and secured it in the best way that I've ever seen a triangle set up and, and produced. Like, the guy just looked incredible. Um, it's a real interesting one. The fact that Khabib going into this fight had so much on his plate and you could see it in interviews. You could see it in the weight cut he struggled with. Uh, everything. And even his walkout, you could just tell something wasn't right and it just screamed upset. It screamed that Gaethje was going to walk away the champion. And fuck was I wrong. I was so fucking wrong. Um, I'm, hey, I'll, I'll give my opinion on any fight, on any uh, fight situation. I don't mind giving my opinion on it. It's it's what I do this for. But fuck can I be wrong sometimes and my God was I wrong this weekend. I I feel I feel almost stupid that I doubted that Khabib wouldn't come in and just take the win. I feel stupid for it, I'll be honest. Um I've I've been a huge fan of Khabib since since he first debuted. There was something about him that just screamed absolute monster. It just did. Like the way he moved, the way he grappled, the way he wrestled was just so different to everything else that we'd seen or or really seen at that time, especially. I think um I think a lot of people got their eyes open this weekend and I don't think anyone can deny that this guy might be the greatest of all time. Gaethje is an absolute monster. He's just an animal. He's a different breed of fighter, a different breed of human, the way his work rate the way he throws punches, the way he takes punches. He's just a juggernaut. And for Khabib to shut that man down, walk that man down, get the takedowns. The second round, that submission in the second round, knocked me for six. I was just like, my God, like this guy is literally unstoppable. But uh, I think the biggest, obviously the biggest take from this weekend after that fight was the retirement of Khabib. Um, I don't know how many people know. I think it's fairly common knowledge in the MMA world, to be honest, but for those who don't know, Khabib's father passed away a few months ago due to COVID-related complications. Now, I think anyone losing the dad is is a severe knock to anyone. I don't care who you are. Like I've, I've seen friends go through it, family go through it. It's not pleasant at all in any way. Um, it was different with Khabib, though. His dad was his coach, was his, you know... Just the inspiration—I don't know—like the inspiration and the the learnings he took from his dad. You could see it in everything. He always talked about his dad. Always talked about father's plan and etc. And my, it was it was just so emotional at the end of that fight, seeing um, just sort of seeing him break down, and you could see that was the release, the emotional release from that. It was um, yeah, it was hard. It was hard to watch, but. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. It was an amazing, amazing scene. And to see Justin Gaethje go up to him and sort of um, console him. And yeah, it just honestly, like it, it caught me right off guard. Like, like yeah, I'm not I'm not a super emotional person like that. But my God, even just talking about it now, it just sort of, it, does, it gets you right in the fucking heartstrings. Like, but um, yeah, to see him uh, retire at 29 and 0, just an ex a, an example of a champion in and outside the ring as well. Like, just a real sterling human being. 
in everywhere. Like just the way he presents himself, carrying himself, humble, um, just showed hard worker. Um, yeah, just an amazing man to to have had the uh, just had the courtesy to watch over the years and watch fight and. It's incredible. Like if he is retired, which I believe he is, he's, he's been the man of his word. Like so family orientated and promising his mother he wasn't going to fight anymore. Like I think I believe him. But yeah, it's just incredible. Like it was just one of those once in a lifetime scenes that I don't think we'll ever see again. In in many ways, um, it was it was it was just an unbelievable sight, and. Even just like watching it and watching his post-fight interview, just just taking all that in and listening to what he had to say was was incredible. <clears throat> it was something else, honestly. Um, but yeah, Khabib, Khabib uh, Nurmagomedov retired. Uh, what he's maybe thirty-one years old, twenty-nine and all. Maybe lost one round or two rounds in his whole career. Like just incredible. Like I'll say it now, he he maybe is the greatest of all time. And it's not just his fighting achievements, but how he carried himself. Just an utter stand-up human being in every way. It's incredible that I like, really, I, yeah, like I can't, I can't put it into words how how touching it was to watch. I really can't. Um, yeah, I think I had a few people watching that sort of. It caught you, caught you right in the heart, like. But yeah, it's incredible, an incredible career, an incredible fighter, an incredible human being. And I hope that he, he does stay around in, in in the world of MMA. I hope, personally, I hope he goes on to coach. I hope he, you know, carries on working with, with his team in Dagestan and also the guys at uh, American Kickboxing Academy, uh, Javier Mendez, Daniel Cormier. Um, yeah, just incredible. I can't. Yeah, it's caught me even today talking about it's it's got us right. It got us like it really did. I thought I'd be alright talking about it. It's probably knocked us for six, but yeah. Um but yeah, un- incredible fight, incredible performance. Uh shout out to Justin Gaethje though, that guy is still an absolute fucking animal. Like just an animal. Um I think his game plan was solid. I think he knew what he needed to do. I just don't think he expected to see that triangle come in. I knew Khabib would get him down, but I didn't think Khabib would absolutely wrap him up the way he did. It's just incredible. But Justin Gaethje is still, to me, one of the one of the fucking nastiest motherfuckers in that fucking division. And I think he could quite easily go on in his next fight to win the title. Um, this is, uh, on a lighter note, Moving on, this is the big question that we've uh, that you've got to take from Khabib's retirement is we now have a full open division at lightweight for the first time in quite some time as well. Uh, lightweight has always been just a murderer's row for years. It's been it is the premier division of MMA, in my humble opinion. It just is like fuck me. You look at that top. Fuck it, look at the top 15 at lightweight and you have got an absolute murderous row of contenders, of potential champions, of all-round savages, unbelievably talented fighters and some real gritty, gritty bastards in there as well, man. Like, you've got uh, Donald Cerrone, Drew Dober, Gregor Gillespie, Islam Makachev, 
Beniel Derriouche, Kevin Lee, Alaya Quinta, Diego Ferreira, Paul Felder, Charles Oliveira, Dan Hooker, Conor McGregor, Tony Ferguson, Dustin Proriet, Justin Gaethje, and now the retired Khabib Nurmagomedov. Like, what the fuck? Like that that division, and you've got the, um, obviously, the um, oh, the arrival of uh, Michael Chandler, who was a former Bellator lightweight champion and arguably the best lightweight in the world outside the UFC. So that division at the moment is stacked beyond belief in every way. Um, where do you go? What do you do? Personally, I think I think seeing a, um, some sort of tournament would be fucking incredible. Um, even do it over do it over a year. Even um, hell, even if you take 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 someone like Gaethje, whack him against Chandler for the interim, and then do do a tournament with I'd say maybe you got Poirier and McGregor already fighting in January. Hell, you got Ferguson, Charles Oliveira in there. You got Dan Hooker in there. Hell, even Paul Felder's meant to be retired. I don't think he is. I think he's just waiting for the right fight to, to come back. So you've got all these guys just chomping at the bit to get that title. And to be honest with you, with, with Khabib out the way, any of these guys in that top 10 especially could take that belt on the right night. Any of them. So what do you do next? I think the tournament thing makes sense. I think, obviously, you've got Poirier fighting McGregor in January. You've got Ferguson in the mix. You've got... Um, Gaethje, obviously, who I've already talked about. You've got Dan Hooker. You've got Charles Oliveira, who's a dark horse of that division. Like, he, that that guy will sub you up no problem. Like, he, he could sub anyone in that division with the right timing. Um, you know what I mean? And then you've got Felder at seven. You've got Diego Ferreira, who's looked awesome in his last couple of fights. Alaya Quinta, who's a veteran and just a dog all around. Kevin Lee, who's a hell of a talented grappler. Really good fighter. You know what I mean? And then you've got that, even the top 10 to 15 is full of absolute killers. Drew Dober's looked amazing recently. Gregor Gillespie's still waiting to come back after his knockout loss to Kevin Lee. Islam Makachev, who could be the, he could be the next Khabib in that division. Uh, De- Beniel Dariush has looked incredible in his last couple of fights on a real killer streak. And then you've got the veteran Donald Cerrone, who's at 15, who honestly is, he is on a, a downward spiral of losses, don't get me wrong, but that guy turns up on the right night and he's back in contention. You just don't know. You just do not fucking know what's going to happen with this division. And then obviously um, the pre-mentioned Michael Chandler's in that mix as well. So where where do you put people? Like, I don't know where to start. All I know is probably as McGregor's happening in January. Ferguson Chandler. Oliveira maybe. And then obviously you've got Hooker against uh, Diego Ferreira. Paul Felder comes back and throws himself in there against any of these guys if he feels like it. It's an open division. It's exciting as fuck. Like, I can't tell you how excited I am about this fucking division now. Um, I am absolutely wounded beyond belief that Khabib's retiring. I really am. I'm, I'm generally gutted. Like, I'm gutted he's leaving the sport. But at the same time, I'm happy he's retiring, undefeated, and arguably, well, definitely the best lightweight of all time, in my opinion. Um, but arguably the greatest of all time. He's up there in the mix. You've got to mention that fucking name when you talk about the GOAT now. You've got to. No, no 
no two ways about it. When you're talking about who's the greatest, you better mention fucking Khabib's name. You better drop that in the fucking debate. Um, but yeah, man, it's oh fuck, it's it's anyone's game at the moment. It really is. Um, I think Gaethje can still take that title on the right night. I don't think anyone's going to be diving in there against Gaethje to to scrap with him. I think he's proven that he's made a steal and knocks people the fuck out. But you don't do that to someone like Khabib. Like, just watching Khabib march him down, like, no one else has really walked Gaethje down. They've met him in the middle and exchanged with him, but no one's walked him down and not took a step back like Khabib did. Like, it was crazy. Like, I do think that the leg kicks were pay paying dividends. I think there was a lot of good shots that landed on Khabib that just didn't fucking phase him. Just iron, just iron jaw, like, unbelievable. But I think Justin Gaethje, as well as just a top competitor, going up to Khabib and just goes, you're a fucking animal, and hugs him. Like, and then, you know what I mean? Even Khabib, down on his knees, just letting all that emotion out. Uh, Gaethje was the first one to go over and console him. I thought that was just a beautiful, utterly beautiful moment for a sport that's based around fighting and, you know, putting hands on each other and trying to take another guy out of the senses or girl out of the senses. Like, I think that's just unbelievably beautiful and respectful. And we need more of it. We really do. In this world, we need people to just start being fucking nicer to each other. Never mind two guys have just tried to decapitate each other. Like, it's a hell of an example of how we should act with each other, in my opinion. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, that division is fucking anyone's at the moment. I'm really excited to see how the next six, probably next six months plays out. So many great fights. It's it's the premier division of, of MMA, the lightweight division. It's In my opinion, it's that, that top 15 is just an unbelievable mix of talent, ferociousness, and just utter killers in every which way. So, yeah, the next six months in that division is going to be fucking something special. Um, yeah, I can't say any more than that. I really can't. Um, it's just, yeah. But, um, on the whole of things, though, like, just, a, just an incredible, incredible main event. Incredible situation to witness. Emotional doesn't even round it up for... Um, I think I'll speak for like most of the MMA community who watched that. and I've seen a lot of people on social media posting about it who I didn't even know watched MMA, uh, whether it be old friends or Facebook friends. and see Even seeing everyone react like that was just incredible, like seeing the support for this guy. It's amazing. But yeah, I can't, I can't say anything more than that on it. I think I've put my feelings across quite easy on that. Very emotional, very, uh, very strong situation to sit down and watch. Um, incredible, incredible scenes, to say the least. Obviously, moving on, um, I'd love to sit here and just talk about Khabib all day, but I think I think we're going to do a special on that. We're going to do a, a Khabib special where I, I know for a fact there's about, I can name 10, 10 of my friends and training partners who come in and talk about Khabib for an hour, and yeah, definitely. So we're going to do a special on Khabib. Um, I don't know who's going to come on for it, but I've got a good idea. Um, I think it would be nice to get a few of the Raji Rollers in and have a proper proper little homage to him. I think it would be amazing. But yeah, moving on. Uh, the cool main event, Whitaker versus Cannonier, was an absolute banger. Absolute banger. Loved this fight. Um, I'm a massive fan of Robert Whitaker. 
and I rate Cannonier very highly. That guy is an absolute destroyer. He's a dark horse of the division, to say the least. Um, to see um, to see Robert Whitaker shut him down the way he did and really put it to him was brilliant. Um, I'm a massive fan of Whitaker, anyways. I, I have been for many years. Um, the guy's a beast, tough as nails, one of the nicest guys in the sport as well. Um, but watching him, I think something to take from it is um, this fight was a blatant number one contender fight. Winner of this was getting the winner of Adesanya. Adesanya had already tipped Cannonier for the next shot. He thought he was going to walk through Whitaker and fight Izzy. Apparently, fucking not. There's a spanner in the works called Robert Whitaker right now, and it looks like it's going to be Whitaker Adesanya too. I'm happy with that. I think Whitaker getting another shot at Izzy would be amazing. Um, I think he's going to go in there a lot smarter with a lot different game plan than the first fight. In the first fight, I understood what he was doing. I understood, even watching that, well, first couple of minutes of the first round, I was like, I, I didn't mind Whitaker's game plan. I thought he was on it. I thought, dive in, land heavy shots, get the fuck out of there again. It made sense to me until you realise just how fucking sharp Adesanya is. And he just cracked him at the end of that first round, pretty much knocked him out. Then going into the second round, that left, that sort of step back left hooky, he didn't even step back. Just the, the lateral movement he used and landed that left hook and slept Whitaker was amazing. Um, Israel Adesanya is the truth. Don't get me wrong. That guy is fucking legit in every way. But Whitaker, people need to stop sleeping on Whitaker because he got knocked out that one fight. Like, Whitaker is still a beast in every which way. His fight against Tilly looked incredible. In this fight, he looked brilliant. He looked like he put everything together properly. Landed some amazing combos. Um... There was a real one-two, a beautiful one-two head kick combo that almost took Canner out, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, bear in mind that um, Rob Whitaker's only 29, and you've got to look at that guy's career is fucking incredible, man. Like, when you actually look at the people he's beat, and when he's beat them, and like, he's no fucking joke. He's, he's legit as they come. Like... You look at it, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He went on a nine fight win streak, lost to Adesanya, then just won his last two. But you gotta look at some of the names he KO'd and beat. He, he KO'd Brad Tavares, who's a handful for anyone. You beat Uriah Hall, Rafael Natal, uh knocked out Derek Brunson, knocked out Ronald uh Souza, then goes on to have 10 rounds over two fights with Yor Romero when Yor was just at his peak and no one wanted to fuck with Yor Romero at that time. Then obviously takes quite a long time off during those on and off over those years and then comes back, fights Izzy, um, gets beat, but then he comes back and has an amazing 2020 and beats Darren Till, who's just an animal, a monster. Then beats Jared Cannonier, who's by far probably... Probably the dark horse that division and someone who no one else really wants to fuck with. So don't sleep on Robert Whitaker. Like just don't. Like this guy could quite easily come back and even even beat Israel Adesanya and get that belt back. Guy's only twenty nine. He's had war after war. He's beat some of the best guys who've ever done it at middleweight. Just don't, don't, don't be uh, putting Whitaker out on this one. I think he's. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to come back and beat Adesanya, but I'll tell you one thing, I wouldn't fucking count him out for it. I wouldn't sleep on him. I really fucking wouldn't.
But uh, yeah, so it's interesting. So I think it's going to be Adesanya Whitaker too, from what Dana White and etc. have said, which makes things very fucking interesting. But uh, yeah, uh, great fight though. Uh, but yeah, going down the rest of that main card, it was a card of finishes. Uh, there was one decision win, obviously, Whitaker over decision uh, Cannonier. But apart from that, we had uh, <laughs> three, t three KOs and two submissions over that night. Um, Alexander Volkov with a beautiful front kick finish of Walt Harris. Um, <laughs> beautiful team. Volkov, I had I backed Volkov in this fight. Um, me and, me and uh, Charles Dale Fenton, former guest on the show, we were watching this together and he had Harris, I had Volkov. Um, Volkov's a scary dude when he's, in, when he's on point. He's so tall, such a good kickboxer. And just that beautiful front kick teep to Harris's chest just took him out. And it, a beautiful finish. Um, great fight as well. We then had um, newcomer Phil Hawes against uh, Jacob Malcon. Malcon. What a KO. 18 second flat. Just absolutely steamrailed Jacob Malcon. Steamrolled him. Um, yeah, Phil Hawes has some scary power for a middleweight. Scary power. He just unloaded absolute death. Um, definitely a guy to watch watch out for a middleweight. Middleweight seems to be um, seems to be getting a bit of speed behind it with quite a, quite a few up and comers at the moment. Obviously, we had um, uh, Jacqueline Buckley's crazy KO over Impa the other week. We've got um, quite a few quite a few good fighters coming through the middleweight division at the minute, trying to get in that top fifteen, top ten. So we'll see. But Phil Hawes again. He, he looked legit. We had um, women's veteran Lauren Murphy turning back the clock at 37 years old and getting a submission over um, Lilia Shakarova. Beautiful submission. Rear naked choke off the top of my head from what I remember. Uh, Lauren Murphy's underrated as well. Women's flyweight. She's fought in a couple of different divisions. Well-rounded. Not bad striking. Very good submissions. And she's on quite a streak at the moment as well. She's got quite a few wins behind her. So she's not doing too bad at the moment. She's definitely knocking on into contention. I know she's criticised uh, the likes of, uh, I believe it's Jennifer Meyer, who's fighting for the title now, um, who's fighting Shevchenko. Um, she's criticised her quite a bit. Obviously, she, I think she's 1-1 one one in her last two fights and getting the title shot just because she beat you know, the number one contender. Um, yeah, Lauren Murphy's in the wings there. Uh, she gets another win. She's... I think we could see Lauren Murphy against, um, oh, what's her name? Andrade. I'd like to see that fight. I think that fight could come to fruition. I think it makes sense. Get those two girls for the next number one contender at Shevchenko. I think that, that fight makes sense for me. 100% it does. Um, then we had opening the main card. We had an amazing grudge match. A rematch from months and months ago. That's, it was almost fated never to happen. We had uh, Magomed Ankalaev against Ayan Kutalaba. What a knockout. What a knockout. Uh, Ankalaev slept Kutalaba in the first round. Hit him with a beautiful, um, I believe it was like a, like a hook straight maybe. Hit him with a two shot. Took him down. Well, knocked him down. Got on top and just pounded him unconscious. Brilliant finish. Um, solid 50k bonus for that one. Uh, but yeah, and then even, the, even the prelims were fucking brilliant as well. Uh, tied to Avassa getting brought back after being cut. People aren't talking about this, but that guy got cut from the UFC, got brought back for one more shot. 
But um, skyscraper Stefan Struve uh, finishing in the first. It was a bit of a lacklustered, bit of a lacklustered finish. Looked a bit. I think it was the body shot that really took out Struve, and then the uppercut that sort of grazed him, sort of marked the end. But good to see two of us get a win. Um, he's fight. He's fighting out of AKA now with DC, etc. Striking wise, the guy's a monster. But it's been proven that he has got some serious wrestling he needs to work on and submission defence. But it looked good in this. Did his good game plan. Walked Struve down. Excuse me. Got him against the cage. Unloaded on him. Beat him. Can't knock him for it. Can't knock the performance. Well done, Taito Avasa, to be honest. Then we had um, we had like a catchweight fight. Uh, I think it was at 140 pounds. And that was against uh, Casey Kenny and UK standout Nathaniel Wood. I'm a massive fan of Nathaniel Wood. Watched a lot of him in Cage Warriors when he was the bantamweight champion there. Uh, Casey Kenny took it on the decision. I disagree with this thoroughly. All favouritism out the window, I had Nathaniel Wood winning that fight. Not clean, but he he definitely won the fight. Without a doubt. It was very back and forth in the first round. Second round, third round, I felt like Wood really poured it on him. I think Casey Kenny had some beautiful counters. But I just had I would taken the fight I really did but don't leave it to the judges as they say so but yeah Nathaniel Wood's still a great fighter um, Casey Kenny hell of a kickboxer and I believe he's just got his black belt in jiu-jitsu um, but yeah Casey Kenny's a dog Nathaniel Wood's tough as nails and it was a great fight man like absolutely unbelievably great fight uh, we've seen uh, the debut of. Uh, Shout out to Kit Wilson on this one, because I, I didn't really know about this guy, but he was very much excited to see him fight. And that was uh, Shavkat Rakhmonov. Rakhmonov, there we go. Uh, he fought um, UFC veteran Alex Oliveira. Um, I believe uh, Shavkat came from M1. He was like M1 uh, welterweight champion over there. Um, 12, came in the UFC 12-0, undefeated. Uh, this guy looked pretty fucking legit. Like uh, He's from Kazakhstan. Beautiful guillotine finish, wrapped Oliveira up effortlessly and just, yeah, great, great, great work. Definitely a guy to watch by the look of it. He, this guy looks like he could be a bit of a monster. We we could see him versus, uh, could see him versus Hazmat Chimeev, Chimeev maybe. I, I like that by the look of it. Uh, Kit shouted this out, um, Kit Wilson from Raji Roller shouted this out and I was like, man, we'll see. After seeing him this weekend, man, that would be a fucking grapple sensation. I'd love it. But uh, yeah, we had um, opening the uh, prelim card was uh, one of my one of my favourites, smiling Sam Alvey against uh, Jung Daun. Came to a draw. Um, I'll be honest, I had I had Sal, I had Sam Alvey winning this fight, and you know what? He had such a simple game plan. He he got backed up, and just Sam Alvey is a southpaw with this disgusting little right hook that he lands on people that stuns the shit out of them he's such a linear fighter he's not amazing he's not nothing skill wise he just doesn't come across as out special until you see him put it together Sam Alvey has fought anyone and everyone from middleweight to 205 he'll take any fight um Jung Daun is a fucking talented crisp boxer and Sam Alvey I had him winning the first two rounds but then Jung Daun Landed some vicious elbows on him in the third. Really rocked him and almost finished him. But Sam Alvey's tough as fuck and an all-round fucking warrior, man. Like, he'll fight anyone, but great fight, man. It was it was really interesting to watch. 
But uh, yeah, then we had the, even the early prelims. We had uh, Joel Alvarez kicking it off against uh, Alexander Yakolev. Uh, first round submission for Joel Alvarez. This is him, like, I think he's got like three three wins on the belt now. Beat Joe Duffy a few months ago and retired him. Uh, this guy's got legit submissions. Um, got a great armbar from the bottom, tightened up. Beautiful finish. Looked really good. Then we had uh, highly touted prospect Miranda Maverick uh, taking out uh, Liana Jajua with a absolutely savage stepping elbow, stepping left elbow that destroyed Jajua's nose in every way. Uh, this was stopped at the end of the first round. One letter going for the second. At the first, I was like, ah, it's a bit of an early stoppage, just a split on the nose. Then you seen how how bad the cut was on the nose, and you were like, yeah, fair. That that's the sort of thing that a couple of good shots on that, and your nose is maybe going to be hanging off. But uh, yeah, what a night, man! Like, I mean, it was like one, two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine finishes on the card. A lot of competitive fights. Uh, man, it was, yeah, it was crazy start to finish. It really was, really was crazy. Uh, it's definitely, uh, yeah, you've got to throw it up there in one of the best cards of the year, performance-wise, story-wise. It's up there. Just incredible, man. Like, absolutely incredible. I thoroughly enjoyed it start to finish. It, it was amazing having it at UK time as well, so I could watch it. Not have to stay up till daft o'clock or um, avoid every form of internet for like 24 hours to watch it. But yeah, incredible all round. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it's 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 gave us a lot of questions to walk away with, especially with the likes of um, the lightweight division. That title pitch is wide open now. What's coming up there? I think they're going to have to put a plan in pretty sharpish for that one. Um, the retirement of Khabib is just an incredible story on itself uh yeah i think the plan is definitely going to be next couple of weeks do a khabib Nurmagomedov special where i have i have i'm pretty sure that I, I can get a handful of people to come in and do that that's not an issue amazing though just amazing night of fights definitely maybe card of the year i know i say that a lot when i'm still hyped as fuck over it but yeah amazing absolutely incredible so next weekend's fight night, I'm going to talk a bit about that because I hammered through that 254 talk way too quick. So <laughs> um, yeah, so next weekend um, we have the retirement of Anderson Silva. It's going to be his last fight against uh, Uriah Hall. Um, I believe episode uh, 22 of this show, we did an Anderson Silva special with my good friend Chris Doyle. Go check that out. It's a two-hour special where we just talk about how uh, we both completely love Anderson Silva. Um, I had a great time doing that. I thought it was one of my favourite shows I've done. Uh, just, yeah, two hours of just talking about Anderson Silva. Go check that out. We go through the history of his of his title defences, his win streak, the ups and downs towards the end of his career. It, it was an amazing talk. Like, it really was. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's fighting Uriah Hall this weekend, next weekend, I should say, 31st of October. Very interesting fight. Uh, Stylistic-wise, it's quite interesting. Uriah Hall is, in my opinion, the biggest underachiever in the sport. 
I thought when he came into the UFC and he uh, he was runner-up against Kelvin Gastelum, actually, and the ultimate fighter, I thought this guy was just going to burn through the division. And he's one of them guys who put him against an unreal fighter. He lives up to that, to their skill set. When he doesn't, he's just he's very lacklustered. He's uh, very much like he gets a couple of wins, a couple of losses here and there. Uh, this is just such a... It's an interesting fight. Like I'll be honest, I hope Silver wins and goes out on top. I think it would be an amazing story, amazing end to his career. But Uriah Hall is a killer on the right night. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes for him. Very interesting fight. Uh, the co-main is going to be an absolute barn burner. Uh, Andre Touchy-Feely against Bryce Dugnasty Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell is a fan favourite to the max. Andre Philly is a scrappy bastard. This is going to be a sick fight. Andre Philly has great great striking, underrated ground game. Bryce Mitchell is a jiu-jitsu fucking machine. This guy has had twister submissions in the UFC. Fucking, he, he just out jiu-jitsu shit out of everyone. He's amazing. Like, I love Bryce Mitchell. Give that man his fucking camo shorts as well. Like, there's been petitions online to get this guy a pair of camo Reebok shorts. I signed the petition, a lot of my friends did. Get that man his fucking camo shorts for this fight. But, uh, yeah, moving on, we've got uh, Kevin Holland, who's a lad who's looked really good in his last couple of fights. He's fighting uh, Maurice Green against Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy's a dick, I'll say that. Um, hopefully he gets fucking splattered. Um, but Maurice Green, to be honest with you, has like, looked less than lacklustre in his last couple of fights. He's, uh, he just, yeah. Uh, fan favourite Bobby Green's on the card against Thiago Moises. Bobby Green's a fucking dude, man. Like, I like Bobby Green. Another very positive individual. Very great human being, in my opinion. An all-round scrappy, scrappy guy. Great fighter. Underrated on a, quite a little streak at the minute. And is really putting it together as well, which is awesome to see. Um, yeah. So, next weekend's interesting, man. There's a few, even on the prelims, there's a few fun fights there. Sean Strickland against uh, UK um, fighter Jack Marshman, ex-Cage Warriors fighter. That's that's an interesting fight. Uh, Chris Grutemacher. Um, I've watched a few of his fights. He's fighting Alex Hernandez. Alex Hernandez, another guy who sort of was meant to be really a, a real big prospect at lightweight and fell out a few hurdles. I think he got beat by Cowboy, came back and won a shit decision, then got KO'd by Drew Dober. So we'll see how he bounces back. But yeah, next weekend's a good one, man. Like, it's a good little card. It's a fun card, to say the least. Um, then we've got the week after that, we've got finally get to see Tiago Santos against Glover Teixeira, which has been rearranged quite a few times due to COVID complications. So that's real fucking interesting. Very interesting. Um... Glove to share it is put it all together. Lost to John Jones where he blew out both his fucking knees. That is going to be a banger. I'm waiting to get more, um, a bit more of a release on the other fights coming up on that card. There's not many really getting publicised, but I guarantee next week I'll do a bit of a better breakdown of it. Then we've got Saturday, the 21st November. We've got uh, Figueredo defending his newly claimed flyweight title against Alex Perez. It was meant to be Cody Garbrandt. Cody Garbrandt is injured. He's out. So then we've got uh, Valentina Shevchenko versus Jennifer Meyer for the women's flyweight title. 
Shevchenko, in my opinion, walks through every one of them girls in that division. It doesn't mean there's not that division is the best female division for talent, but Valentina Shevchenko is another level of talent. She's another level of fighter compared to these girls. Um, she's just a weapon in every way. We've then got, on this card is unreal. UFC 255 is a hell of a card. Brandon Royval, who is an absolute, another absolute murderer coming through. Great prospect, young guy. He's fighting um, veteran Brandon Marino. That'll be a scrappy fight. That'll be an amazing fight with any luck. We've got the legend, one of my all-time favourites, Mauricio Shogun Hua. He's fighting Scottish submission standout Paul Craig. Their rematch came to a... This is, a, this is a rematch. The first fight was a draw months ago, earlier this year, I should say. That's interesting to see how that fight goes down. We've got the KO of the year candidate, Jacqueline Buckley, fighting Jordan Wright. See if he can get another highlight KO. We've got uh, Nicholas Dalby, who's a handful for anyone, coming out of the U U really good European fighter against uh, Orion Kosker. We've got the most handsome man in MMA, Al Alan Jauban versus Jared Gooden. Yeah, man, this oh man, this fight, this whole card is looking spectacular for UFC 255, and that's on uh, Saturday, 21st of November. But yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for today, to be honest. Um, I just the main thing I wanted to obviously talk about was the Khabib thing. It's a, a massive, massive thing to be discussing at the moment. I think everyone needs to take that in. The lightweight pitchers looking crazy. Whitaker's going on to rematch out of Sanya by the look of things. The whole card this weekend was incredible. Um, then next weekend, next three odd weeks is just incredible fight nights and fight cards. A lot to talk about, a lot to take in. Uh, yeah, I'm going to leave you with that. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. Um, hope you all have a great week. Hope you all enjoyed the fights this weekend when you watch them. Uh, leave me a comment. Um, message me if you want to pick my brain, get my opinions on anything, feel free. Um, I'm trying to use my Instagram more, trying to use my Facebook more. I am going to put more content up on there and yeah, like it, subscribe to it, all that, all that good stuff. Um, and yeah, uh, also Spotify, iTunes, Pocket Casts, all the shows are up to date on there. So if you miss any, please feel free, go back, listen to them. Let me know what you think about my opinions and some of the topics we cover. And uh, yeah, next big show that I'm going to try and put together is the Khabib Nurmagomedov special, which could be a, a few people, obviously socially distanced, recording that together. But yeah, guys, have a great week. Look after each other. Stay safe. Um, yeah. Also, shout out to Timmy's Bar and Kitchen. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep feeding those kids. Um, you're doing amazing. Uh, shout out to JMA Occasions and uh, Junior B. Shout out to JMA Radio for the platform and everyone who's DJs on that and is part of that project. Yeah, thanks everyone. Look after yourselves. Good night. God bless. See you later.